1: Monday, December twelfth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, we've got a reunion coming up. It's it's going to be great. Hedges back, uh, according to uh, reports and uh, uh, indications, are that the Guardians are signing uh, Austin Hedges to a four million dollar one year contract. Uh, Hedges, who who was was in Cleveland, uh, famously during that 2022 playoff run. Uh, I can remember Hedgie celebrating after the wild card series win uh, on the field, shirtless, just having a blast. <laughs> uh, we get shirtless Hedgie back in the in the clubhouse, uh, but uh, it, it also means that they've got to get rid of uh, Christian Bethencourt, uh, who uh, you, you know we hardly knew ye. Uh, they, they they make the move to to deal Bethencourt to uh, Miami for cash considerations. Uh, what'd you make of the the moves that the Guardians? uh, announced and have yet to announce because officially they haven't really said anything about hedging.
0: Yeah. Interesting, Joe. I mean, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I'm, I, I guess, you know, you go with hedges cause he, he, perhaps he's a better defensive player. Um, you know, and you can, uh, he, you know, you can bring him, you can bring Bone Naylor, you know he's perhaps better than that, uh, that uh, bringing uh, that helping Bo Naylor. You know, you know in his first full year behind the plate. Um, but uh, it's kind of uh, you know, you know six and one half dozen of the other that kind of thing. But you know I would have liked to see Bethancourt swing the bat. He hit 11 home runs last season. He has a great pop time you know he has a, one of the stronger arms among catchers in the big leagues so he could have controlled the the running game that way but i'm glad hedges is back you know he's a great great in the clubhouse and i really thought they uh they missed that a little bit last season you know it was just mm-hmm. you know the clubhouse was a lot quieter and uh, he, he's a big presence on a team i mean it's it's weird like you know, he doesn't play a lot, and when he plays, he doesn't hit a lot, but he's really good at at, at working with pitchers, you know, blocking balls, you know, uh, framing pitches, and he's just one of those personalities that kind of brings a team together.
1: Yeah, uh, after suffering through a season with their catcher's offense, uh, the way that they did this past year, Cam Gallagher, Mike Zanino, uh, until Bo Naylor arrived and really sort of uh, came on strong there at the end of the season – uh, it, it, it's, it, it, you really kind of wonder why, uh, it, you understood why they signed Christian Bethencourt and said, okay, well, we're, we're going to go the opposite direction. Uh, but with Bethencourt and, and Bo Naylor's inexperience sort of combined, uh, you know, there might've been, uh, a, a little bit of lack of defense or a little bit of a lack of, uh, working with this young pitching staff, uh, you know, certainly Gavin Williams, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen are going to benefit from Hedgie's presence as well. Uh, but uh, you bring up the point about his presence in the clubhouse. I mean, Stephen Vogt was a guy as a catcher who wherever he went, he was instantly the leader in that clubhouse. He was the the presence that that everybody uh, you know sort of remarked about. hedgie is is pretty much a Stephen Vogt kind of catcher kind of guy. Uh, this is a guy who uh, you know the the defensive skill is great and all that, but I, I just remember back to. Uh, I forget who the the player was that that had reached his 10 years um this was during the 2022 season. He had reached his 10 year uh vesting and and all that and they gave him a a bottle of uh scotch in the clubhouse, but it was Hedgie who, you know, gave the speech in front of all the players and all the veterans. There's other veterans who had been there longer than Hedgie, but but he was the one who, you know, stepped up and and spoke for the team. Uh that's the guy that you're getting back is you're getting the spokesperson. Uh, I remember the 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 night where uh, there was an unusual, uh, you know, blocking the plate call that went against Hedgie. <laughs> and uh, you remember that, Hoinze, you, you remember this. You, you thought uh, it was a great job what he did. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He stood up there. He, he ripped the call. He ripped the he, uh, rule. He was
1: waiting for us. He was waiting <laughs> yeah. for us in his locker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you know, criticized the rule that that no one t- seems to understand, and it always gets overturned. And uh, then when he got fined like seventy five grand or s- seven hundred seven seven thousand five hundred dollars, he put the fine letter up by the he taped it to his locker so everyone could see. He was like, he, yeah, he paid the fine, but he was he was he was defiant, you know. And I I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's the. That's the personality that's the 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 name if it, he's gonna make uh going to guards fest hopefully a, a lot more fun uh his presence will be there and and he knows how to have fun too and 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 let the guys let let their hair down and and when to let them know to unwind so uh having him back will be great uh, again like you mentioned uh, it would have been nice to see what Christian Bethencourt could have done at the plate with a little bit more pop with a little bit more offensive sort of savvy uh than than hedgie can provide uh but you know they, they had to make room because that's a crowded catcher's room right now with Hedges, uh, Bo Naylor obviously going to be the starter, and you've got David Fry. Uh, what does this mean for David Fry maybe coming uh, going forward? And and should David Fry be uh, you know concerned about how he fits in the picture here?
0: Yeah, you know it's a good that's a good question, uh, Joe. Because you know he kind of uh, Fry, you know, kind of became a one of those uh, Terry Francona specials. You know that, that could do, he played all over the place. You know they tried him at catcher, and you know he really did a nice job there. They tried him in right field. He was playing on. First base, you know. I think uh, perhaps maybe he becomes more of a utility guy than you know the third catcher. But it's always nice to have an emergency catcher. And and Joe, the thing I, I, with uh, getting back to Hedges, you know, we it, this isn't just uh, a Cleveland thing. We saw this. Well, we saw him, do, you know, accept the same role with Texas when he mm-hmm. got traded over there from Pittsburgh last season. And he kind of brought that that whole team together. He was the guy, you know, and he was uh, he was uh, the guy. in all the uh, you know the network shows you know I think he really accepts his role he's comfortable in his own skin he's he's comfortable being that guy that you know just kind of the glue guy I guess
1: yeah and and like you said his face is out there and and he he's you know very expressive and and can can communicate the the feelings of the the team and the clubhouse it's uh, a it he was good to take you know whatever kind of pressure off of that young team that didn't know any better in, in 2022. Uh, now coming back, a lot of those names and faces are still there, so uh, it, it should be interesting to see how uh, they build the chemistry. And uh, it, it's it, you can see why Stephen vote would would be in favor of having Hedgie uh, in that in that clubhouse, just because it's it's like an, having an, a a vote clone maybe uh, you know sitting in that locker uh, will be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to make the season, uh, you know, not seem so dull at some points. Uh, are we one foul tip away, though, uh, foul tip to the mask, away from having a catcher with a, a 23 WRC plus? Uh, you know, that's a that's a run creation metric uh, that's, uh, you know, 70, 75% below league average there uh, it, as, your, as your daily number nine hitter. I mean, that's going to be tough to swallow again for another season.
0: Yeah, we we've seen uh, we've seen a lot of hedges behind the plate, maybe too much, you know, uh, from 2020 to 2022. Uh, you know, he he gives you a great effort, you know, handling pitchers, blocking balls, controlling the running game, but he doesn't hit, Joe. He just doesn't hit, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, they you know Bo Naylor stays healthy and they get some uh, they they get consistent offense from him, and you know. You know, seeing Hedges twice a week behind the plate is all right. Seeing him more than that, you know, probably is not. You know, is that means uh, things are going probably they're not going in a direction the Guardians want.
1: Yeah, uh, but like you mentioned, uh, a Terry Francona type guy, uh, you know, won't shortchange you on effort or preparation. Uh, again, some of the the great stories about him uh, when they with the advent of the uh, the pitch comm system. And Hedgie worked with the the folks as they were setting up the pitch comp system to have his voice be uh, the voice <laughs> in the ears of the pitchers, and uh, you know it, it was he had to record his voice saying what the the pitchers the pitches were in different languages, and and uh, you know that all worked out pretty pretty well, uh, and and it was funny because you know he could also add in fun stuff like uh, he could. He could curse at him or, or tell him if uh, you know if they did something good. He, he'd 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 uh, he'd say something like heck yeah, only it was a little more spicy than heck yeah. Uh, and it was uh, just a, a really fun story to to see that he's not only really skilled behind the plate and you know good at framing, good at blocking, and all that, but he's up on the technology and uh, the preparation and the advance work in the game as well. Uh, you know maybe th- maybe somewhere down the line, uh, managing is for this guy, but. Uh, uh, who knows? This is a uh, this is a good move, I think. Uh, but does it come a year too late? Could the could the Guardians have have benefited by just just signing Hedgie at the beginning of last year and having him having him been in that role, uh, you know, throughout the past season?
0: Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, obviously they went for an, for an upgrade offensively, you know, Zanito didn't pan out, uh, you know, Cam Gallagher, you know, was okay. He played, uh, you know, he was a decent, you know, defensive catcher, but he, you know, he contributed minus, I mean, nothing offensively. So yeah, you know, they, they kind of blew up the catching situation after the, uh, 2022 season hedges was gone. And, uh, Uh, who was the guy that went to uh, um, Cincinnati, Um, uh, Luke uh, Mailey, Luke Luke Mailey was gone. And, you know, they kind of, and they they reinserted, you know, they brought a bunch of catchers in and and Naylor was the only one that kind of took a step forward.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, clearly we're in the Bo Naylor age and and that's going to be the guy who they're going to, you know, ride with through the majority of the bulk of the season, but you also have to be smart. It's going to be his first full major league season. You have to keep him healthy. You have to keep him on two legs. So uh, let's, let's get through that. And I think that's, uh, you know, sort of what they uh, were looking at, you know, Hedgie's reliable and he'll be there and, and, you know, he'll give you his best effort every day. It, it, it's certainly the the case here. Uh, we're going to remind our, our listeners about subtext our subscription text service. You can get text messages sent directly to your phone from me and Hoynes, uh, $3.99 a month to sign up. Uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to sign up to 216-208-4346. Hoynesy, uh, big breaking news over the weekend uh, as, as we uh, we're, were sort of watching uh, things develop. Uh, north of the border, I guess there everybody's attention was uh, was on Toronto as as it looked like the Blue Jays were, were poised to make the biggest uh, free agent signing in history, and then all of a sudden uh, and out of nowhere the Dodgers uh, and and Shohei Ohtani sort of announce on their own, uh, hey uh going to sign the richest contract in professional sports history, seven hundred million dollars for ten years. Uh, what did you think when you saw that
0: number? God, I, I, Joe, I thought you know I was you know you hear the you hear number you heard numbers like five hundred you know like a five hundred million dollar deal and uh, you know but then we see seven hundred million dollars like seventy million a year I mean the average annual value of it but you know obviously a lot of it is, de- is deferred it sounds like uh, so but still what a what a what a contract and and Joe this is a guy. That basically is going to be a DH next year. You're paying you're paying this guy you know that much money for being a DH, and you don't know if he's coming back after a second Tommy John surgery. I you know lots of pitchers have have come back, yes, but uh, you know a lot of a lot of guys have not either. It's just you know staggering a staggering amount of money, and and it says so much about this guy's talent and you know his uh, persona. And and the brand he carries, I mean, to do this, the Dodgers had to be had to know that they would, you know, what he's worth off the field is probably, you know, equal to what they're paying him to play on the field.
1: Well, you th- talk about off the field, uh, you know, Shohei Ohtani is the reason you're going to be paying fifteen dollars for a Dodger dog at the uh, at Chavez sure. Ravine next season. Uh, but I think that the 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 fans there will will consider it worthwhile if you know over the next. Ten years, there they continue to be in the playoffs every year. They continue to to dominate that division uh, the, the way that they have. And and now you're talking Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani in that lineup. Uh, that's that's a ridiculous amount of offense in that lineup right now. Uh, so uh, even if he's just a DH, you know, they're they're like you said, that money being deferred is going to let them uh, spend to, to bulk up their pitching staff uh right now and you know down the line if, if they need to readjust things they'll they'll probably do that as well to to continue to keep them them competitive the move makes sense for otani to, to stay in la obviously uh you know i don't think that he ever really wanted to go uh to the east coast or, or anywhere uh you know but the the west coast and be uh, be in la and, and be comfortable where he is uh and, and he can continue to do that uh Is is this? uh, Let me ask you this: Will the Dodgers look back in five years and consider seven hundred million dollars a bargain for this guy? Will they, if they've got two rings by then, is is it a bargain for for at seven hundred
0: million for this guy? You know, Joe, if he comes back as a two way guy, I, I think he will. I think they will. I mean, this this is a team that wins every year, that seems to win, you know, 95 to 100 games a year. They just haven't gotten over the hump in the postseason. What, they've won one World Series since 1988, and that was the pandemic year in 2020. Uh, so, you know, this is a team that needs that that little extra boost in the postseason. And if Otani is healthy, if his, if he can come back and be a two-way threat, uh, I mean, this is it. You know, this is the guy. And, yeah, he could be a bargain, you know, five, six years into this deal. But the guy has to come back, Joe. He has to come back and be the two-way, you know, player that the Angels had and that kind of has won the, uh, what, the MVP uh, two times in the last three years.
1: Yeah, and and that's what you're you're banking on, and and uh, you know, there's no indication that that's not going to be the case, that he's not going to come back and 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 you know, work as hard as he possibly can to, to get back to that level. Uh, but like you said, second Tommy John surgery, you never know. What is it Mike Clevenger had uh, had two Tommy John surgeries and uh, yeah. you know, he came back and and has been effective. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can he can get back there uh, physically. Uh, what does this mean for you know? just baseball in general I, I saw you know the the trending uh uh you know search terms on uh, social media on twitter and and or x or whatever you're going to call it uh was uh kd to the warriors meaning uh, kevin durant to the warriors uh that's what they were comparing this move to you know it's the rich get richer the the team with already an abundance of uh you know uh, you know wealth that, on the offensive uh, side of things uh, you know, gets the, the, one of the best hitters in all of baseball. And, uh, it, it's just unfair. And you know, baseball is broken. That kind of thing is baseball broken because of this move.
0: You know, I, I, you know, I think it's always been that way, Joe, it's always going to be that way. Um, you know, uh, it's just, I guess it's just a little more dra- dramatic when there's this much money involved, but, you know, I think a team like uh, the Guardians knew they couldn't compete for Ch- Otani when he came over from J- for Japan. From Japan, they knew he could. They couldn't compete for him when he came over. Uh, when when he was a free agent, you know, the, after the after last season. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the the thing with baseball is, as we all know, the best team, no matter how much money. that that team spends doesn't always win and you know the the doesn't isn't always the last team standing and and you know we've the dodgers are a prime example of that
1: well and the and and before that the the angels were the the prime example of that i mean otani's in his six-year career hasn't sniffed the playoffs hasn't sniffed the postseason his team's only finished higher than fourth place in the al west once in his six seasons of, of being there and he's playing alongside probably the greatest uh, generational talent in in baseball up until he arrived in Mike Trout. So uh, you're right, the best team and the best talented, most talented team doesn't always win in baseball. Uh, but boy, the it's sure looking like the Dodgers are, are pretty much set up for the next 10 years. Uh, the, right now with uh Otani, the, the Dodgers weren't going to be denied this time, right? With Otani, uh, you know, like they missed it if the if the dh had been in play if the universal dh had been in play uh back in 2018 when otani came over uh and and signed in uh los angeles with the angels uh it, it, you know it might have gone a different way the dodgers might have paid a, a lot more back then
0: yeah for sure uh, no doubt about it <clears throat> and joe you got to feel bad for the Angels man. Like you were just saying, they for 6 years they had the two best players in baseball and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't they couldn't make the postseason and now Trout is banged up, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, I don't know if he's on the downside of his career, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't really played a full season. You know, with because of injuries for the last few years. And, you know, now, you know, they're like 30 miles from the, you know, the the two stadiums, Angels Stadium and Dodger Stadium are about 30 miles apart. And uh, the Angels just said goodbye to uh, a guy that, you know, is, you know, is is compared to Babe Ruth. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got nothing to show for it may i guess they have you know yeah. a compensation pick right somewhere down along the line yeah. and then, but but it's just you know i feel bad for the angels i feel that you know they tried and it just didn't work
1: well and uh and you know it, it just to put it in guardians perspective you mentioned that uh, compensation pick uh the guardians have uh the first pick and uh i, I believe the 36th pick uh right now but that might change now because of the compensation uh for uh, Shohei Otani that they'll, they'll get the, the Angels will get a compensatory pick. I I believe after the the first or second round I, I need to to double check on that but uh, uh yeah so when these these free agents like Otani and Bellinger and uh Chapman and uh um Blake Snell all wind up signing uh, they wherever they signed, depending if they go back with their original team or if they, they change teams, that's going to impact, uh, slightly the, the draft order position of the first five rounds for the guardians. Uh, but then after, uh, after the fifth round, uh, they will pick 10th every time, uh, throughout the next, uh, several rounds. So, uh, don't know how I got off on a, on a draft tangent there, but, uh, I guess, uh, I guess yeah. Just to wrap up the uh, the Otani, uh, you know, conversation. Th- this isn't the end of, uh, you know, you know, th- obviously talking about this and, and and its effect on baseball. Uh, but uh, you know, is this the? It, will it be a while before we see it, another seven hundred million dollar contract?
0: Oh, I think so, Joe. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a generational player. This is what what a player that comes along, what every fifty to one hundred years. I mean. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, unless, you know, this maybe starts a wave, you know, maybe there's a kid in Japan that's t- 15 years old or 10 years old right now that's, that says, I want to be the next Otani, or maybe there's a kid in Cleveland, you know, saying the same thing. And maybe, you know, Otani's skill and his ability to handle, you know, two positions at the highest level, maybe that opens some t- other, you know, the the 29 other big league clubs eyes and, and they start, you know know giving kids a chance to letting them do that and and maybe there's you know just that that spurs on uh you know a player you know you know that we haven't even heard of yet that that tries to take this path well
1: and and you hope that like you said that 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 future player has that that talent and that drive and all that uh but also the the humility that uh otani has demonstrated even throughout this process when he was getting slammed for no reason, from yeah. you know the three-letter networks and uh, you know the the reporters nationally who were complaining, basically whining, basically because Otani was dragging his feet or taking his time making the most important decision of his life, uh, and you know I, I thought that was unfair and and just uh, to see when he announced it on his own terms via social media uh, and the first thing he said was to apologize. For no reason he apologized yeah. to everyone for uh, taking so long. And, you know, if you have a, you know, an ounce of sense in your head, you look at that apology and you say, uh, you know, come on, that's just, uh, you know, placating these, uh, these national writers who who think that, they, that he owed them uh, anything. And, and he absolutely did not. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get going here, I uh, want to mention a couple of other uh, uh, one other signing and uh, another couple of rumors here uh, regarding uh, inner interdivision division uh, opponents uh, for the Guardians. The Kansas City Royals signed Will Smith, a left hander, five million dollars for one year. So, uh, Hoynsey, write it down. Uh, Kansas City Royals, World Series champions in 2024. Uh, Will Smith, obviously a member of the Braves in 2022 uh the um astro i'm sorry in 2021 the braves the the astros in 2022 and texas uh last season so uh it stands to reason any team he goes to is going to win the world series
0: yeah, Joe. I mean, uh, the only guy in history to do that. I think three consecutive years, three consecutive rings. I mean, I guess he could he could retire right now because it's not going to get any better than that. But you know, Kansas City. He's you know, you know. Uh, I think he'll fit in well in the in the, in the Royals bullpen. And uh, I don't know if the, if that means you know it, it really is he really does have the magic touch if the Royals uh, win the World Series after losing a hundred plus games this past season. Yeah,
1: he's the uh, he's the Robert Ory of uh, of uh, Major League Baseball. Robert Ory winning uh, consecutive rings uh, in the NBA with the Spurs and the the Lakers and uh, I believe the Rockets as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is a guy who, <laughs> he, 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 collected, uh, championship rings like Christmas ornaments. Uh, the Royals also interested, oh wait, uh, you know, before we do that, uh, Will Smith, uh, you know, left-hander in that bullpen, you know, are they figuring, Hey, look at, you know, Cleveland's got a bunch of left-handed hitters in that lineup. Uh, is, is Will Smith going to cause problems at some point during the season, uh, for Cleveland's lineup?
0: I'm sure, you know, that was one of the reasons they brought him in you know Cleveland's lineup you know is uh you know left-handed uh, dominant and uh you know they these guys never stop planning and plotting
1: yeah it's uh, it's like uh it's like the um the Browns drafting big cornerbacks and big safeties to to compete with uh you know receivers from Pittsburgh that uh, that are doing well so same sort of philosophy Royals also showing interest in Marcus Stroman and Lucas Giolito as reported uh, on several news outlets. So, uh, you know, they, they need to beef up pitching, obviously. Uh, you know, they, they drafted so many pitchers in Kansas city for so many years and, and those pitchers either got hurt or, you know, didn't perform as, as they would have been expected. Uh, so now they're, they're looking at maybe bringing in guys like Stroman and Giolito, uh, and uh, through free agency, uh, clearly, uh, targeting areas where they, they need to improve, uh, in the off season
0: yeah I like Giolito Joe. I mean, I know he had a crazy year last season uh he ended up in uh, Cleveland, but you know he looked like uh he was healthy. You know, he was a 30, 32 start guy, 200, 200 inning, 200 strikeout guy. He just kind of, you know, it looked like his velo had dropped off a little bit, his changeup wasn't as effective. But if you take Giolito, you know, you know what you're going to get. I think you're going to get a, you're going to get a horse. You know, now it might be he's he might have a little bit of a limp and he might not be the guy we we saw in his prime with the White Sox. But he's going to take the ball every fifth day and he's going to save that rotation
1: all right uh that's going to wrap up today's edition of the cleveland baseball talk podcast hoinsey uh more later on this week as we uh we get into further into the uh the offseason and uh looking forward to uh breaking down a few more players on the 40-man roster which uh, continues to evolve right now uh we'll uh check in with you again later on all right joe